It's about the experiences, the people we get to meet. It's about the gatherings that we do and bringing people together with the desire of seeing them express who they are, what they do for uh, for the community, for for themselves, for doing like their life purpose. And that's what we get to see a lot here, people following their true hearts and risking it all and and giving it a chance. And I think that's what it's all about without being attached to to a material thing. And I know it's hard and and it could be difficult to process like, wow, but you're you're investing all this money time, and, time and money. time building and doing and tomorrow it can just be gone. But that's even my own entire life. Tomorrow we can be gone. I can be gone right now after this podcast. And that's why I love really living in the present moment and being at my fullest right here, right now. Because I truly live on that edge that, oh, it's gone. Everything is gone in one second. So it's it's about risking it right now. There's no other time. It's, it's now. Hello, Yogi Triathlete community. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jess, your host, and this is the place where we share stories of people looking, finding, and living their purpose. You see, we all come to this beautiful earth with gifts. And these gifts, they must be shared, which is why it's so important for us to go inside, to learn about ourselves, to reveal our innate bravery, which allows us to live in authenticity. Connected at the core, yet expressed individually, it is our collective purpose to realize our truth. From here, it's our individuality that gives this existence its beautiful flair and vibrancy. We need you, all of you, to be more of you. BJ and I are living it every day, allowing life to call more through us, to live and share unapologetically from our hearts, and we are so grateful to each one of you who have boarded this magnificent ride with us. Our guests today are shining examples of this incredible beauty and bravery that I speak of. Gabby and Rusty are in full creation mode, sharing their gifts, unearthing more every day, and living with loving purpose. Local to our quaint village here in Carlsbad, Gabby and Rusty are owners of Everbottle, where everything gets a second chance. They combine their artistic abilities with their love for Mother Earth. They create products that are 100% recycled and 100% handmade with love. Their passion is upcycling because upcycling protects the environment. It reduces our footprint and uses less energy than creating a new product. Their mission is to achieve sustainable consumption and end single use. If you've been on one of our high vibe retreats, then perhaps you've met Gabby and Rusty as we utilize their hidden vortex for our yoga sessions. Hands down, one of the most amazing spaces in town that was once a dirty, abandoned alleyway. So at this point, you guys, coming to you from the Luna Shala, which is uh, a new space here at Everbottle, which I'm so excited about. Um, I'd like to welcome our beautiful friends to the show by congratulating them on their recent marriage. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Did I hear that you threw this wedding together in five days? Five like, days. Like, like seven days max? Yeah, like, max. like from, from the day we decided to get married. But pretty so. much five days and everybody in our community, in our family, in our 
friendhood came together to really support this spontaneous, amazing union. It was so beautiful. Spontaneous, but you guys have been together for... 19 years? 19 years. Decades. Yes. Beautiful. for having us here. And you've been here in Carlsbad since 2003, we were just saying. 2003, yes. So you've seen a lot of change. A lot. Especially in the last, what, eight years? Yes. It's becoming crowder, but... We love it because uh, we can we can always see the new people that comes in, new ideas. So progress is good and bad, and that's something we had to learn how to deal with and try to make the best out of it. Well, we see. I think that that energy is really available here in the village right now because it really is blowing up. We were just talking about like all the new townhomes and um, everything that's going up here in the village, and there's there's a there's a fight against it. And then there's also you know we look at it from an abundance mindset. Like this is an abundant place to live, and let's get more people into this special place so that we can share it and to try and protect it and hold on to it. You know, we we end up squeezing that energy out. Uh, tell us about, I want to get a little bit more on your backstory. Uh, when did you guys meet here in America? Did, cause you didn't grow, you, you weren't born here in America, Gabby, right? I was. You were? Yes, I was but born where's in your Denver, family? Colorado. Denver? Yes. <laughs> it's not that exciting. I it was going to be more exciting than this. No. Um, so you, um, but your family is from where? My family's from Venezuela. Um, I happened, my mother happened to be going to the University of uh, Denver and I happened to be born here and I was only here for six months and then we flew back to Venezuela where I was basically raised until I was 16. Okay. Yes. And then did you come to America? And then I moved here for... Who did you move here with? I moved here with my oldest brother who's been living here for over probably 15 years already. And something had happened in my country that made me live in fear. And I never wanted to live in fear in my life. So I made the decision to move here with my brother for a while. And that truly shifted everything in my life. Mm. Yes. Can you expand a little more on the the fear? Um, Yes, absolutely. So I was in my house being 15 years old and my house is always a place where people gathers and comes and you could never be alone at my house you know there was always somebody at the house my grandma my brothers someone and this one day my grandma had to go pay like an electricity bill and she goes um i'll be right back and just stay like to stay here i'm like okay that one day that she took off for about an hour and a half, four men came into the house and they tied me up, they throw me on the ground. They, it was very scary, um, especially because it was four men and me only being 15. I was in a very like vulnerable space, like always in my mind, like what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? I, it was just, I was just truly dropping into the praying source of everything and just trying to imagine even though I was in a lot of fear it was trying to come back to the center that I am protected and I am I am with a lot of guidance and nothing bad will happen and it really nothing bad happened of what I was afraid of um they did what they needed to do they took things away like material things from the house and then right after that it was like I was living in fear like I couldn't walk to my school anymore I couldn't walk to get 
I don't know, food. It was always like everybody was coming at me. Everybody was going to rob me. And that's when I made the decision to not even, like I graduated from high school. But, you know, you always want to go to like the party at the end of high school. I, it was immediately I got my notes back. And the next day I left. And that was that was when I made the shift to move with my brother to Virginia. You know, you've shared that story with me before. Um, so Yogi Triathlete Podcast, to have that come up in the first seven minutes of the conversation. Thank you so much for sharing that <laughs> because, you know, fear is, is something that a lot of people live in. And so w you were experiencing that fear, like your nervous system was still very much in that, in that fear afterwards. And a lot of times we think that, oh, if we do this thing that we're not going to have fear anymore. And so you left the country, like literally left the country, moved to Virginia. Did that fear come with you or how, how do you feel like you've healed from that? Um, that fear sometimes still toggles alone, but I've really worked a lot on really not focusing on that because it really brings me down in the present moment. And in my present moment, I always want to live my fullest. So it's been a constant um, practice to really use that for like a guidance of good people and bad people around me or places I need to be in places I don't need to be like that grew a lot after that. And I was very intuitive of like, where do I need to be and where do I don't need to be part of anymore. So that kind of had a positive impact somehow. But there is places, especially when I'm in big cities and I see people around me, like, and I, I just do try not to judge ever. But because I have that, sometimes I look at someone and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to rub me. They're going to rape me. They're going to, you know? So I try to really close that off really fast because it's not something that I would like to f keep feeding my soul with, especially like when you leave that, you don't want to keep reliving that. Right. But right. there's moments where you can't escape it. So it's right there and you're like, oh, my God, I'm feeling like that moment again. So where so do yes. you go in those moments? Where do you go to calm the fear? The most amazing practice that I have for myself on that, I really put my hands in my heart and I stop and I just like either hug my heart, hug myself and I take the breath. And that's what I do. And I try to share it with whoever is next to me. And I'd be like, I want you to know I'm, I'm having a little bit of fear because of this environment or whatever that is. I try not to do it all alone. Right. Just kind of like, even if it's someone that is not close to me, I'm like, I don't want you to be scared or anything, but I want you to know where I'm standing right now and I'm trying to calm down. Mm -hmm. Just give me a moment. So I just try to do that. I hold my heart really hard. And, like, and letting people, I love that communication that you do because it almost, um, it, it, it doesn't fuel the fear. It almost like just kind of like, okay, this is what I'm this is what's happening and I'm just I'm I'm okay right now and I'm just sharing it with you and it's almost like it what am I trying to say? Like it, it disengages it. Yeah. Well it also relieves them too, so they don't pick up on the same vibration. Vibration. Yes. They, you've right. already you've already quelled it ahead of time. You've sort of this is completely normal. I'm just gathering myself. It's totally fine. Yeah. Support. Yeah. And support. Yeah. yeah. Support and just breathing through it and like that really is what calms me and brings me to center again. Yeah. Did that, yes. Has that always, did you have the vibration, was it higher at some point where the where you had to be working on that and keep, 
this needs to happen? A lot. Yeah. Yes, yes. Especially when I used to live in the East Coast mm. more than here. You feel the energy is different on the East. Definitely. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Especially like we used to work late nights. Like, so you were on the streets of DC where you see all kinds of things. So you're like, Rusty, I'm so scared right now. You know, but it's just moments in life. Yeah. And as long as. Like I am grateful for the tools that have helped me calm that part of my nervous system and myself when I reach to those environments or places. Yeah, and that's a perfect perfect analogy, the tools in your toolbox, right? Like mm -hmm. these, oh, yeah. these experiences that are opportunities to, to grasp something that you can now have at your ready when these things arise. Because they're gonna arise again. It's not, you can't just shut this out. Right, because yep. because that's gonna it's, things are gonna come back stronger. And it's part of who made you who you are, and and it, it's part of your journey. It, it was there, for sure. So you took the embrace route, embrace this, try to work through it. Yes, yeah. and try to never be the victim. You know, like mm. I don't like being victims. It's what it is, and embrace it, and challenge yourself to be better, and to heal yourself so you can deliver for yourself and others better energy yeah higher vibrations it's amazing you get better understanding with other people too you know because everybody has their fears so when you know how to channel your fears you can help other people channel their fears so i think gabby does a lot of that oh a hundred percent like gabby when you are just love like you are love you are i like when you we met at the yoga studio here in the village and um, you're just somebody that I, I want to like. Cur I want to curl up in your lap because <laughs> I know that you'll put a blanket on me. You just made me fresh squeezed, amazing orange juice. Like, and that it, it, it's got ten times the nutrition because you were doing it with love. I just I you feel so much love with you, and and um, and all of all of your experiences have you know created who you are today, and and embracing like BJ said the embrace route. I love that. Rusty, where did you grow up? Venezuela, both in the same town. So, okay, so did you guys know each other? And yes, Gabby's brothers are uh, some of my best friends. Uh -huh. So we used to hang out together. But she was older, the little sister, you know. So yeah. kind of like you kind of like don't see her. It's like doesn't exist. Did you see Rusty? No, 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 not back then. No, right? She's like no, no, just like a friend of yeah. my brothers, and I was yes. Yeah, I remember I had a. One of the, one of the business. Well, I still living back there. Uh, I was driving a beat up truck, and because uh, uh, my my dad has an auto part business, so they had like the delivery truck. It was an like old pickup truck, and because I had a group of friends, uh, Gabby's brothers and other friends, uh, we will rollerblade and we have like uh, ramps and stuff like that. So the truck was super beat up. We had a actually home speaker on the roof of the truck, so it was like the, it was horrible. The, the whole truck was horrible. And one time I went to look for one of her brothers, and uh, he's like, oh, no, they're already over there at the park. And I like, okay, I'm going to go over there. And Gavin needed a ride to go to the mall that was next to the, next to the park. And I was like, well, I'm going over there. And she's like, ah, no, thank you. It was, I was going to meet with a lot of friends there. And, so like, and you didn't want to get dropped off in that truck? No. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, that has shifted for sure. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, but she took the ride. I dropped it off over there, and, and uh, she rode on that, and I dropped it off right in front of the mall. I actually had fun. One. So... It was good, but uh, yeah, back then we never thought about anything uh, until, well, when she moved to Virginia, I was already living with the, her brothers over there. Because uh, from Venezuela, I moved to Miami, 
I was there for a couple of years and then moved to Virginia with uh, Gabby's brothers. Then Gabby moved in uh, and then later on is when we started hanging out. You know, we used to do a lot of things together. Uh, we, we still do, it's kind of like the same, the same vibe. We, we do a lot of things that we like to do. Like a lot of couples, they have their, their thing that, oh, the, the guy does this and the girls do that. We do more than average together, I think, right? And we enjoy it a lot. So yes. we both like camping, we both like hiking, we both like working on stuff. So it's, it's, it's pretty easy because we like doing the same things and we enjoy it. So and at the same time, we've created our own individual worlds and have we have find the space to really create ourselves alone and together. So yeah, I think that's really important to have that stability in yourself, the belief that you can stand alone, but you prefer to be yeah. complimented by the other and person. share it yes. with somebody you love. And it's your friend as well. Your we, best friend. We, we always done a lot of stuff like uh, just spontaneous just like out of nowhere especially from her side uh, I'm just like okay let's do it so we just we just go uh, she likes to do the adventures and I, I tag along and then I'm the one that that gets the crazy idea so like this this we should have a business we should have this we should like the more you know so it's a good balance and then I get her support she gets my support so it makes it it makes it fun and easy when did you guys start falling in love do you have a moment? I think it was kind of sneak. I think it was, but it was a moment, but I think we didn't see it coming. You know, like one of those things. It like was it like everything in our life. So un unexpected and so organic. Honestly, it was like we were hanging out one thing, the other. I know it was a huge storm that night. And then on that storm, we kind of like started getting closer together and something click and shifted that moment and it was just but, love and yeah, ups and downs and roller coasters but I think and our, our whole relationship has been not planned like like everything that we do including, including ever bottle it, it, we never plan it so it's, it's just things that it felt so natural that we just keep going so we've been together like a little over 19 years now and that we decided to get married and it was it was great you know I didn't expect it to be like that but it's just what we wanted to do so that's how things flow you have an idea so this is this is really important the idea is sparked and then you let it you let it roll you let the universe pretty much take it yes. whereas I think we all know people that have the idea and then they get into that business plan and then it's got to be hard like this is exactly the steps that things need to take and then when that doesn't happen frustration yes occurs and sometimes, because you always, you know, the grass is always greener, you know, on the other course, side. Yeah. Sometimes, like, how come there's some people that they say, this is what I'm going to do, and this is when I'm going to do it, and they do it. And, like, sometimes, like, we don't know what we want to do in five years. You know, it's, it feels good what we're doing right now, so let's keep going. But you never know. And then something crazy happens, and next you were going right, and now you're going left. So I think in the past... 10 years we've learned a lot to to really stay in the present moment and not to go too far out or come too much in the past we we feel like that has unlocked many gifts in our path for us staying in the present moment and just being open and following our our heart our genuine ideas and at our own pace 
and that's I think what's important in our in our path that has helped us we don't try to rush into things we don't try to ask for loans to make something happen if we have an, an idea we we work towards it and it's almost like the pace of nature you know like there's oh let's go ask for a loan because I want this now no, we want this, but right now it's not the moment, but let's keep doing this because this will fall through. So keep taking action in the moment that creates the momentum. Yes. Yes. Patience. Patience. A lot of patience. A lot of patience. So where do you think patience is in, in a moment, like, or in a day or in an experience? How, do, how does somebody get be patient? Patient. I think, I think you got to... You gotta always take a step out of the situation and see it for a second. And be like, do I really need to either stress out or worry this much for it? Because we all we all worry all the time for little things and, and like a lot of people say it, sometimes we worry more about things that never happen than the things that actually happen. So so we still work and try to step out of it, think about it, see it. And then be realistic with yourself, you know, like, hey, is this even possible? Or, hey, this is happening and it's really bad. What's, what can we do with it? And, and then talk about it and, and see what happens. And thankfully, we have each other, so it makes it a little easier. Sometimes things happen to me. Sometimes things happen to her. So we got that balance. Sometimes it happened to the both of us. And then we see how there's other people that got you. Mm. has your back in the yes. universe so yeah. the people that you surround yourself with is pretty important oh, that's super pillars, important pillars in our lives yes uh, uh, you don't realize how important they are until you know they're there you know because sometimes like people are like they're there you see them all the time and everything but but when things get crazy in a bad way or or, or unexpected ways you can totally see the support and and that's when people show and that's when you're like, wow. Those are those wow moments that you're like, okay, I don't have to do this alone. How, how comfortable, because this is a question we get a lot, because you spend a lot of time with each other and you, you probably call yourselves out on a lot of stuff. So if you oh, yeah. see someone going down the road, how, how, do you, how do you get that, how do you bridge that gap between being uncomfortable, between shutting down? Like one person will shut down and the other person's trying to give them some. <laughs> is some this about feedback. our conversation, conversation yesterday, this, honey? Or yesterday, or this morning. <laughs> <laughs> because we spend a lot of time. We had a yet. very unproductive conversation yesterday. And so we stepped out of it. But <laughs> What do you think? Uh, like, everybody has this. If, if somebody tells you they don't have these type of situations in, in the relationship, in my opinion, they're lying. There's moments you gotta walk away and breathe and then come back and. and you know, second shot. <laughs> but, uh, second chance. That, that too. <laughs> but, uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, it's not perfect. I don't think it's ever meant to be perfect. I believe when you choose to be in a relationship, you can choose for, like, the right person or for the right everything. It's choosing who is it worth to do it all with. You know, because no matter what or who you're with, there's always going to be this reflections we're mirrors to each other so at the beginning in the moment we're telling our truth it could feel really heavy and hard but if you give us some time and you don't take it so 
personally or you don't get so defensive about it, you can come to a, a clarification in your mind of, wow, that's good to know. I never noticed that on me. Or you know what? That's completely not, not what I feel. And it just gives you these times to like meditate on what's happening and truly self-reflect on yourself. And I feel self-reflection is a key for relationships. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Like we, we walked away yesterday and gave, I gave myself, my experience was I had space to kind of reflect and I was like, Mm -hmm. The very thing I said I wasn't doing was the very thing I was doing. <laughs> because when we're in it, it's hard to see when you're in it. And, and this can be your relationship with uh, your spouse or your partner or your employee or your boss mm-hmm. or your pet. Like it, when you're in it, it's, it's hard to see the blocks. But when you take a step back, like I could see like, oh, my gosh, there was a big block there, you know, and it was all fine. Uh, but yeah, it's, I think the space thing is, is huge. And, and Gabby, you had mentioned earlier, like the present moment, like being present. So to you, what is, what is presence? Like, how would you, if somebody's like, I don't, I don't know how to get present. Like I'm trying to get present, but I don't know we're present. We're still in the emotion. We're still in the block. That's being present mm-hmm. and feeling being- it feeling it that to me is being present and not trying to avoid it or don't trying to escape that present moment even if it's tears even if it's joy whatever it is it's embracing that and self-reflecting on that yeah mainly yeah people people tell you in the society they show you that it's okay to show happiness you know if you go to a restaurant and people are laughing and all the stuff it's great nobody says anything but if somebody starts crying then it's a taboo I'm not talking about a baby, but grown-ups, you know? <laughs> and people want to do the same thing, like take it out of the room, like hide it or, or don't, you know? And one thing I have learned with Gabby is I get emotional. I, I was not an emotional person before, that emotional. Uh, from my family and Gabby's family, they're, they're two different families. My family, they, they, you know, like they hug less and they never cry. Gabby's family, they hug more and they cry more. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it's one of those things. And, uh, and every family is different, but that's something I, I, I have learned to, to do more, to feel things and letting affect me in, in the way they affect me, you know, and, and learn to control them. Because if you don't experience a feeling, you're never going to know how to control it, how, what to do with it. So they always tell you, don't cry. Uh, don't tell people that something bad happened to you or, or whatever. You're going you're gonna to know what to do with it. So we, we truly believe in sharing that with community because that's how we get to heal, to integrate ourselves, to move on in a, in a, in a better way. In family, so this is opening up a whole nother thing, like that doesn't have to be your story, Rusty, right? It doesn't, because your family wasn't always huggy and crying, doesn't mean you have to continue that yeah, no. legacy. And, no. and it can be anything, it can be financial woes or whatever, but you have the opportunity to change that. Yeah. And so if you're open to it and you. It's your life, so you only have one chance to live it. So you gotta choose what you want it to be. If you see somebody else's life and you're like, oh, that's great, well, 
you could you could have something like that in your life if that's what you want you know that you, you like how somebody oh that person's laughing all the time well try to laugh a little more if that's what you like you know it's like you, you just always got to put your mind to it and try to make the change and as long as you're happy with yourself don't do it because people think laughing is 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 what you need to be doing to be happy maybe you don't need to laugh to be happy you know maybe you're happy just sitting and reading a book and that's your happiest moment then then do that you know get more books so, you know <laughs> it's really books. simple yeah it's, yeah find yeah. out what you love and do more of it yeah and do more of it so speaking of doing what you love and doing more of it gosh every time i come here and the the lucky gems who have been on high vibe retreats with us um we started using the hidden vortex for our yoga sessions which is such a special really cool i mean not only is it a special place and it's a sacred place it's freaking gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous and now there's a ladder that comes up to the luna shala where we are sitting now which anybody would have said well that's just a you know, overcooked roof. And we're sitting in this amazing space outside, which that's one of the things I love about this podcast and being uh, primarily in person is that we podcast everywhere. One of my favorite ones is being outside. We're hearing the train go by. We're hearing the the expansion of the village with construction in the background. I'm looking at this palm tree where apparently there's a large family of raccoons that live in it during the day and they come out at 10.09 p.m. Yes. Um, (laughs) You guys, every time I come here, there's something more beautiful. There's something that is more colorful there's something that feels like love is expanding here in every moment and this has been a work in progress we've been here for three and a half years one of the first places I found when I moved here was at the time called Yoga Bound which is right across the street and I saw you guys immediately like what is that what are they doing so how did this all begin wow because <laughs> it's insane like it's insane it like I, ca- um, I can't wait to share more of this with our amazing people that come on retreat with us remember how we said that uh that a lot of it hasn't been planned this wasn't planned if somebody would have shown us this today and said hey do you want to get into making this we probably would have said like no <laughs> that seems crazy and all that stuff you know but it was a little step at a time right yes it was one step at a time, and I think it was because we were always so um, connected, always been so connected to nature that we wanted to do something that could serve nature and us. So that's how kind of Everbottle came together, but it was actually too after a trip to Mexico, and we found this glasses made out of vodka bottles, and they were huge, and he fell in love with them. And we got a few and they broke and we went back and got a few and they broke and we went back and the guy wasn't there anymore. And we're like, yeah, they, they, there was a gift shop and they had like a little shelf from we a local guy that makes them glass bottles made out of bottles. And we like <laughs> the connection ooh, happened. Yeah. Like, what, what do we need to do? I mean, I you really love those glasses. We, we had drove f- all the way here because you love them and for the experience. And that's when we decided, why don't we try and giving some bottles a second chance ourselves and see what happens. And next thing to it, my house, <laughs> 1,300 square foot was filled with bottles and a little path for you to kind of walk and not stumble on bottles. We did the dining room table, the kitchen counter. We had a patio and the whole patio was full of bottles. Uh, it was like a recycling house on earth. 
it, it got cr it got out of control, and that's that's the part that I said like like <laughs> when I want to do something, I start going strong at it, and then Gabby's like, hey hey, watch what you're doing. And let's let's think about this. Let's be more mindful. Like I get, like we were talking about even the construction in the village. I'm I'm not against the construction in the village. Is doing it mindfully. You know, there's there's other ways to do things. So I was like, we're getting out of control here. Even our lives are getting out of control. This is not being done mindfully. We have to find a way to like separate our life a little bit because it's all connected at the end but if you can just find little pockets for each thing and then go back to them when you need to it makes everything way more well it's this is you see this all the time like somebody reads a book or they watch a movie or a document and then they're like you get really excited about it like yeah and now and then all of a sudden you're living in a house that's like you there's nowhere to sit because it's all bottles i had an, uh, an alarm set on my on my phone around one o'clock in the morning because the bars, they close at 1.30. So I will wake up and go and meet with the bar managers or, or you know, the, the person working at the bar at that time, and I will wait for them to close and I'll pick up the bottles from the back. You know, so they tell me, if you want the bottles, you gotta show up when we close. So I will do that to get bottles and to learn what bottles were better. For about six months, you do that. Oh, yeah. And then you have to kind of pull back, right? To make it sustainable, you gotta pull back and be like, okay, wait a minute, we can't just keep collecting bottles like we got to do something well with we them. were breaking a lot of them <laughs> learning how to cut them you know we we didn't have it down and we were breaking what like like maybe 80 bottles out of 100 how did you, how did you learn? <laughs> how did you did you practice? Uh, practice. Got really good practice. At practice. Cleaning up glass. We have friends sending us videos of how to do it, so we're trying everything people were sending us, you know. And, and back then, I know it's, it's crazy, but there was no all this information online on how to do things, you know. And now it's Upcycling way more. Upcycling was not even a word. Yeah, so we started trying everything, and we even ordered a little machine from Peru uh, to try it, you know, in, in a different way and. They all were working, but but not quite right. So we kept practicing and improvising and, and adding little things to, you know, to the machines, making little jigs and stuff. And then we got a system down and then we we started applying it. But by that time, Gavi's like, okay, the bottles need to get out of the house. So I, I'm like, okay. So I started walking around and asking for places where I can you know have a little space or something. And we found uh, Paul. Paul had a place down here on State Street where those new condos are on the, at the yep. end. Uh, it was a glass shop, and he would old school glass shop with uh, everything you you might you want. You know, old knobs, old glass, any type of glass, everything. And he has some spaces in the back, like uh, like old sheds, and he will rent them out for people to do whatever. And uh, we couldn't afford to rent it. That's how how bad it was. Remember. So what he did is he told me, I asked him if he could, hey, can you help me polishing the bottles and I'll pay you because the machine that I have is not working too good. He tried it, I went back and he's like, hey, you know what, this is a lot of work. Why don't you come on Saturdays and you pay me to rent the machine and you can do it yourself. So every Saturday, I'll be there by the time he opens until the time he closes, just with a basket full of bottles already cut to polish them. And then we decided to join like farmers markets, artisan markets, and kind of put something together. And we started to believe in, and like there was so much going to ways that could be upcycled, that could be given a second chance. 
and that's basically how it all began like it it started just falling and we started going to all these markets trying to reach out to people with a concept of reducing and reusing what we already have and you don't have to cut bottles you don't have to do something that complicated you can just reuse your your jars from your pasta sauce or whatever just just reuse them you know don't go and buy a brand new mason jar just use the one you already have you know like anything you have like like at home we have pasta sauce you know bottles and we use that as glasses too we just don't use all of our glasses we use those but we use that too we use the choice we get yeah. juices, yeah. choice, and then we stack them up and we use we, the Nomad Eats. We use the yes. Nomad yeah. Eats to and store the, the food. Kraut. And we then we have some Ever Bottles Ever bottle. um, that, yeah. we, that we have. But yeah, I mean, we just have like BJ's favorite wine glass right now is like a, a low little, um, I think we got some jam at the farmer's market. It's like this wide mouth. Because you know, cool the plot little... has these, I don't know if you know the plot. Yeah. They have these wide really cool wine wide. glasses. They're just wide and small and short. Yeah. They're almost like ramekins. So he's like drinking wine right. out of like a ramekin now, but so he loves someti- it. Sometimes you don't have to go that far to make it work. You know, just, right. just, just think of something you already have. And if you can give that more than one use, you know, use it for different things, man, that's that's great, you know. And don't buy six; you only need two because they're on sale. Just, just, just buy the two. Just that because you need. they're on sale doesn't mean you have to buy yeah. the six yeah. that are on need sale. It all. What I always tell people is like, if you can, let's say you need a glass. Okay, don't go and buy a dozen of glasses because you can afford it. You only need one. Just get that one, but buy it a good quality one. It might cost you the same as the other twelve, but it's gonna be the one glass. A good glass and you're gonna be happy with it and that's all you really need and the impact that you have by doing that ripples in so many ways because something that you bought in China or made in China is not the same as you supporting your local community your local people your economy and shifting that mindset that I need to have more, more more and more and more which is and, and I in they understand that it's less quality and they buy it with this mindset that oh I know it's more and it's gonna break but it's okay I'll just buy another one that hurts mm-hmm. we used to do that with I think it was coffee when we were on the road like we don't we want your smallest coffee and the smallest coffee was big and we're like well, I know we don't need all that like we just don't need it all can we have half the cup? How many times have we said like, I just want, I just want one. Just yeah. one. I just want to buy one. And there's one. places I that they didn't like, have one. You had to buy want, like two or three. I don't want three packs of four. I just want one single. I'll give you a, a, a tip. This is something that we do when we, when we, we like to do road trips all the time, every time we can and travel. So one way you can save money and help the locals is when you travel, buy local made. So first you're gonna get something unique. You're gonna hopefully meet the person that made it, and second, you're not gonna buy 20 gifts on the road or souvenirs. You're gonna probably buy one or two, and yeah, they're not gonna be the cheapest, but you're gonna appreciate it, and you're supporting that family, you're supporting that community. So if you like a place, you go to visit a place or a city, then if you if you like that place, support the people that live there and that are working there by buying there because uh, you bought with your money you know at the end of the road yeah, that's what you're voting with where you put your money and it's not hard you know you 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 can do smart choices just by talking a little bit to the person that works there or 
checking online. We got so many tools nowadays that it's not that hard to, to know where your money is going. So that, that's a good tip, I think. What, so this is, I think just now we're talking about this. So how does someone wrap their head around that? supporting the community bit by bit because we do i mean we believe in that but they feel that their impact should be bigger oh yeah like um yeah that's what we were talking about like what 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 would you what do you say to someone who feels like well i could do that but it's like is it really going to make a difference yes is there an impact that's too small no no everything impacts everything impacts i just believe we are set to think to see things in a bigger scale all the time when really by doing little by little is how you start shifting if you try to do like oh i just want to leave 100 percent of cycling your life is going to become chaotic and your life is going to be very you're going to be in a very first frustrating place at that moment because you can solve the world's problems you can begin only by solving your your home problems so if you start with little things at home one thing at a time it just becomes a habit and a practice to really challenge yourself to always shift to a better you but if you try to do it all at once it becomes almost impossible it becomes almost like a big burden that you can even wrap your hand around your head around it it's a lot so you just have to be really gentle with the choices you made and know that you can solve everybody's problems you can you can save the world but you can little by little add on to what you want to see in this world so it's just focusing on on the little things that's where it all begins, on the little things. Just don't, going too big is very overwhelming and it keeps people from not doing nothing. Scary. So it's, I'd rather you not to think in a big way and just think about, okay, from now on, I'm just going to buy at the farmer's market, this and this and that. And then start with a few products and then you add more products. And at the time you realize maybe in two years, three years, even five, you just have to be gentle and patient. You're gonna be like, wow, now I'm on year five and I'm buying 95% of the stuff at the farmer's market. That's awesome. I used to never do that. And yes, you are impacting huge by those little changes you did in every family, in every community. It's just, it's, it's a way of, of bringing more purpose into your life too. And even if, if some people say, but I don't have the budget to go to the market and buy everything at the market, it's expensive. And, and it's good stuff, but like I said, you buy what you need. You don't buy extra. You, none of that stuff that you're buying should go bad in your fridge. You should be able to use it all. And there's ways to do it. There's organizations that you, you put your time into it and you go and pick fruit, uh, uh, people's jar and stuff. You know, they go get together, go and pick like fruit, and then they give you a part of it. So there's ways to do it. You put a little bit of time, you can get products back. You can you can trade. So if you don't have the money, well, make it work. You, you, you know, a lot of these people that are local, it's not like a big corporation. They, they will work with you. So there's always a way. Sometimes when I hear that about like, it's too expensive for me to afford those changes, it's, I, I would like to 
I did this with myself and is write down my priorities in life because it's all about priorities. It really is what do you want to see first and maybe myself I rather choose more experiences than material things so I'm not a person who's constantly buying stuff because before I buy something I think oh but I can go on a road trip with Rusty with that money and I don't really need that extra jacket so you know what no or I look at the jacket and I say well I have three and I could buy more things at the farmer's market so I just kind of put my priorities out there and I lay them out and I think it's important to really do this practice either in your head or in your heart where you like lay things out and you're like is this a priority for me right now is there something in my dreams that I want to work towards to but I haven't been able to because I keep spending my money on things I'm not asking myself if I truly need this three times for me is about experiences and priority so when somebody tells me it's too expensive, then look at everything that is surrounding you and know that you could make the shifts for this, but it's truly about what they want in life. Mm-hmm. It's presence. Go back to your presence. Yes. And I'll go out and say it because it's, it's laziness, right? It's, Thank it's, you. It's, it's laziness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it is. It, it, and it's, it's, it's an epidemic in this society. Like people will just go on the auto, automatic pilot. What is it? Too expensive. And then if you dig deeper, it's really not being too expensive. They just don't want to do the work. Or to your point, Gabby, it's not it's not a priority. And that's okay too if that's yeah. not a priority. Just don't complain but stop about using, it. Yeah, but don't complain about yeah. it. To say you can't do it, don't say it's not available to you. Just, just if you want it, you can make it happen. That's, and, that's, and that's for sure. I think too expensive, uh, expensive enough, uh, too cheap, like it's all perspective. Yes. It's yes. all perspective. So Absolutely. it's, uh, do the perspectives through which you live and see the world, do they serve you? Do they fill your heart? Do they align you with your dreams? Yes or no. And if they don't, then there's an endless amount of other perspectives that yeah. you can adopt on that same very thing that you're holding this limiting perspective in place. You know, as, as two people who got rid of everything they owned and moved into their car when we got to that like we got to that point in life where everyone like you're supposed to get to we lived in our dream home bj had a fat paycheck was making all this money and i was like i can't even breathe like i couldn't breathe i had everything and it was like i was drowning in a bowl of vanilla you know and uh it had to go and now i love it because if something comes into the house it is thoughtful. Sometimes we want things like we have this little espresso maker because we ordered the wrong one, quote unquote, the wrong one. We it's wanted, only three cups. We, we want wanted like the bigger cups. one. And um, <laughs> so we got the small one and like the handles kind of melted off because it's so small that the fire, you know, yeah. it burns it. And and then the gasket broke on it. And we were like, oh, we can get the new one. And immediately I was like, but now what? Now I throw this away. Like yeah. now what? Like, There's got to be now. Now the earth. Now the earth okay. has to deal with this. That, that's what's important to choose before you buy, especially now that Amazon. You know, everybody has Amazon on their fingertips, and they can get things in a couple of days, one day, whatever. Here in California, it's <clears throat> same day. Oh, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. Amazon now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, Amazon now. So what I tell people is like, 
the same thing. Maybe you can find an espresso machine that is small. Uh, maybe it's from Italy or who knows where, but it's going to cost you $300 instead of, instead of 50, for example. The 50 one is all plastic and all the stuff. And then maybe the $300 one is steel, is made by a small company in Italy or something like that. And, and then that'll be good. And then you say, okay, I can't afford to get it right now, but it's how bad do I want to have good coffee and have a machine that's going to last me a long time and they then can repair for me too. So then when you're ready, you pull the trigger, spend the $300, you buy that one, and then the gasket broke, you call them, they send you a new gasket, replace it, and you keep going. That's you know? exactly what we did. And now so, we've got the okay. same melted handle little mocha, and it's like got a brand new gasket. And we're like, this is yeah. fine. But but I couldn't buy one gasket. I could only buy oh, three that's right. gaskets. That's right. <laughs> you have it. You <laughs> might break again. So you keep on repairing Ho- it. Hopefully the gasket the week More point. coffee. <laughs> we got to blow that gasket out. Um, but but that, that was something that... Um, you know, we we lived simply by American standards. We didn't have a TV. We've had one car for as long as we've been together, which is over 20 years. Um, we lived simply. Like, if you opened a drawer, it was either empty or there. Like, if there was a candle, it was burning. Like, we yeah. didn't have the closets were not packed with stuff. And and even though we gave away a ton and we sold a ton, the day we pulled out of our driveway I turned around and I looked at the curb and I, I, I could cry right now because I just remember b- being like now it's, what is hard it now what like now what that there's a pile of shit on the curb that we created that is going to yeah. go in the earth you know if, if people are probably going to pick at it or whatever but it's probably going to go in the earth and I'm never going to live like that again it was so like like full circle here like I could I could have beat myself up about that or I could have said what a beautiful example of what I don't want ever again in my life is a pile of shit on the corner you know Mm -hmm. that is going to go into a landfill I think that's the most important part being gentle with yourself yes yes because even though it was we live simple we sold a ton of stuff we had our car packed we gave away a lot of stuff and there was still stuff stuff you know why I think trash bags are black yeah so you don't see that. You put in a trash bag, you don't see it, and then it goes away. And that's the, away. Th- that's the thing away. that- right, where's yeah, away. That's yeah. the thing. Yes. Remember that they don't go away. They're going somewhere and they're staying there. And most of the time it's a landfill and then they put dirt on top of it and like nothing ever happened. So- Oh, isn't the, that- Again, it's burying, Don't we see that yeah, in so many, so many places. When people have clear trash bags, it brings a little more mindfulness to your to your daily routine because uh, now you can see everything that is in it. You know, you're it's, not blocking it. It's a little bit about life in the healing path, kind of. There's things that you just want to cover and mop and you're like, oh no, I'm not seeing that. I'm not taking, uh, I'm, I'm okay. It's not and there. you're not okay. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> you're like, take that black bag out and you're going to see there's so much to work with. So it's just a reflection of, even of our lives. like. And, and I think this whole movement with the small businesses nowadays that people are making things, it reminds me of, well, I didn't live back then, but back in the 50s, the 40s, what I see, you can, you can totally see that it's coming back, you know, making things. And now who makes it can fix it for you too, you know? You go to this place, now they make hats again. And you can get a tailored hat if you like hats. 
that you can get shoes, tailored shoes, and uh, uh, oh, the, you know, the soles is wearing, okay, they can go and put a new sole on it. You know, all that is happening again. Uh, there's companies that are working and they fix your uh, your uh, adventure gear, you know, you have a, a, snow, a snowboard jackets or whatever, they fix them for you. How about a Patagonia? BJ needs a new zipper. <laughs> I ha so all three zippers are broken on this thing. All but, three. Okay, I think this, uh, this I'm going to give you the contact because uh, actually Patagonia is working with uh, uh, a, a company that is, uh, I believe it's a guy and a girl, and they travel around the country and they set dates at different Patagonia stores and different gear stores. And you can take your jacket <laughs> and they will fix it within, they spend like a weekend or a week at the most and they can fix it for you. Sometimes you'll have a, you say you have a tear, they'll have the material and be a different color, but they make it look nice. So, you know, but it's the same jacket. Oh, that's cool. And I have one coat. Yeah. So this is, yeah. so my and fear. It's, and it's winter in Southern my fear, California. It's yes. Southern <laughs> California. And my Bitmoji has this coat on, so my little emoticon on my phone. So that's phone important. Has so it's important. Yeah. You know, I gotta maintain the brand. But, but, but that's good to but, know. But those companies are coming yeah. out and they're doing it. And, and I love that concept because, yeah. uh, you buy something that is good and you can keep it going you know even if it breaks you can f you get people that can fix it for you now and all that stuff we that's kind of like a like a lost thing that is coming back and i like to see that that's why i love all the all the little you know people making stuff and and they're like well i don't know if i just try it just try it do it as a hobby you know and then next thing you know they're hooked and they're doing it as a business and i was like yeah. ha told you <laughs> yeah so how um how did you get from the place down the street polishing bottles to, you know, to Everbottle in this really like this complex that you guys have taken over and put so much love into, which by the way, I want to make a point here. Like you don't own, you don't own this. No. I mean, own, we, right? We, Quote we unquote, lease you lease it, yes. but you're like, and somebody would say, what what are you i'm sure they have said to you people might have said to you what are you doing you're putting money into this and you're not going to get that money back and so you're building this amazing we already got the money back <laughs> no not no money wise but with experiences yeah. like every time that like you you came over here you're enjoying the space that's it that that already makes it you know for us that every day it's like money it would be nice to always make a little more money to like keep it going but Money at the end of the day is not what matters the most. You know, we, we get to share with a lot of special people every day. And and before, at the beginning, remember, we were a little like, ah, should we paint this wall? You know, it costs money to paint it and we everything is expensive. And then it, it all shifted to what I was telling you early that we 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 now do things from that present moment. And right now we're giving this. So we're doing our 100 percent the best that we can with it, whether it's going to be taken away from us or not, because it's not about getting attached to something. It's not about owning something. It's about whatever we created here. If it's ever taken away, we can buy land. We can move to another lease place and recreate that. And it's about the experiences, the people we get to meet. It's about the gatherings that we do and bringing people together with the desire of seeing them express who they are, what they do for, uh, for the community, for, for themselves, for doing like their life purpose. And that's what we get to see a lot here, people following their true hearts and risking it all and and giving it a chance. And I think that's what it's all about without being attached to to a material thing. And I know it's hard and 
and it could be difficult to process like wow but you're you're investing all this money time, and time, and money. time building and doing and tomorrow it can just be gone but that's even my own entire life tomorrow we can be gone i can be gone right now after this podcast and that's why i love really living in the present moment and being at my fullest right here right now because i truly live on that edge that oh it's gone everything is gone in one second so it's it's about risking it right now there's no other time it's it's now we never know if we're going to be able to people say oh when i retire i'm going to travel the world when i retire i'm going to do road trips you don't have a guarantee that you're going to retire you don't have a guarantee you're going to make it that old you don't have a guarantee you're going to have the money or your body's going to be in, in the shape to do any of those things so try to do a couple of those things right now you know don't wait for the next vacation don't wait just just take a long week and call in sick one day and go and take one of those things on the bucket list you know check it check it out but how we got here so we, we were down the street and that little shed behind the glass shop and we're here because of progress so our landlord got a notice saying you guys have three months to uh move out because uh the land has been sold uh without you know they they didn't ask anybody or anything it just got sold and they put those condos now so they told us okay we just we were getting comfortable in the place and loving it and it was already a, you know the rent we're like wow you know it was a lot for us it was like 300 bucks and we're like wow so then we started walking and started you know talking to local people that had places uh we came here asking for the barn next door see if uh you know hey can you guys rent us a little corner over there to cut our bottles and stuff? But I talked to the people in this building at Everbottle. So it was, a, it was a private company. And I talked to them. And they said, well, let me see. We'll talk to the owner and see if you know if we can get you to talk to him or whatever. I came back the, same, the, the following week. And I was like, hey, uh, anything yet? They're like, well, what do you guys do? So we told them what we do. And they're like, OK, can you show us your place? We walked over there. They saw our actual place. And they said, okay, how much, how much room do you need? And I was like, well, half of this will work for us, you know? So we came back over here and they showed me a space in, in, in there and they're like, hey, we have this space over here, but, uh, and it's this much and you, you guys are welcome to take it. And for us, we were so scared because it was double the rent already. So we're like, okay, we gotta pay double the rent, but that's the only option we got. So we moved there, they helped us a lot, uh, then, we wanted to grow a little more and we're like, well, it'd be good to have like a, like a little place. Let's try to get the products into stores and stuff like that. And it happened that the guy that was in the front uh, over here where the barbershop is now, the guy moved out. So we couldn't afford to rent the store by ourselves. So we talked to other people and we rented the store split with other people. And we were sharing the, the schedule and uh, two different companies, one store sharing whatever we could. Uh, then they moved out, another scare. Now we have to come up with the full rent, you know? And we have, <laughs> Gabby's we, just like laughing. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's crazy because <laughs> it was 30 days and then they left and then we have to come up with the full rent. Okay, so we finally make it work. We, okay, we find a way we bring local artists uh, products to the, to the store and we, you know, making it work, trying to fill it up too because all of a sudden like it's double the size and after that, we're you know we're trying to do community events and stuff like do, doing stuff with the community. Gabby's always been so good about that 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 
I love it. I grew it. up in a house that it was community, completely. From my having three brothers, my mom had to do actually groceries, not for four kids, but for like the whole block. an entire <laughs> whole block. block. Yeah. It was like always that way. And when I moved here, I just felt so unhugged, to put it in a way. You know, like so cold and like, wow, this is like... We always miss that. Always we, miss that. community. And then that's when I began with two people, two, two of my oldest friends. And we just started just hanging out up front and doing like community gatherings every Wednesday for the farmer's market. Yeah. We'll go to the farmer's market, come back, sit, do our thing. And then it just started growing. And I was like, wow, I love this. And I just want to keep doing this. And just that desire of bringing people together, bringing artisans together, bringing entrepreneurs, anybody for the gatherings was really like even more than ever bottle to me. I was like, I just love this so much connecting us all like this is amazing what we can all weave together by sharing one space all together. So that's how it all began with the community. You gatherings. get to know your neighbors. You get to know your neighbors. Which back home you is your family. Is your family. Right, and so here are they your neighbors. They're strangers. Yeah, they're strangers. You barely see them. And you get to with like people, Mr. Wild that you just met. Oh, yeah. Or with Jasmine and Becca. Through that reach of community or that drive that I felt in my heart to do is how I got to experience that the expansions of others was my entire expansion and mine was there. So it just kept weaving more and more into doing more community for me. It was like, it became, that became more of what I wanted to do, be more than Everbottle. Even though Everbottle is always here. It's the center of it. It's the center of it. That just took it to another level. Everbottle was like the seed yes. that allowed you to come into what you really want to do, which is create community. At, at one point, it might shift to be ever something else to take the bottle part of it, out of it, it'd be a smaller part of ever bottle because we want to make it into something bigger and ever bottle is defining it to a level. So we might change that second word. We'll keep it somewhere, but it needs to, we need to take the lid off and let it go. Yeah, take uh, the lid off. So to continue with the story, we, we got the store, then we're like, oh, doing all the gatherings and all the stuff. We're like, oh, it'd be so nice. We have more space, you know? But what can we do? Well, it's, we're here, it's, we're happy, this is good, let's, let's use as much as we can. Then, at one point, the people that we were leasing from, they said, hey, we're moving. And that prior to that, Rusty and I kept saying, it would be so awesome to have at least half of this building to do like a co-op. And I kept telling her about the idea and she kept looking at me like, I'm not moving out of here. That's not going to happen, Gabby. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And we love them because uh, it was, it yeah, was we really love good, them, really but good she company was always very honest with us. She's like, I'm not moving anywhere. You're not doing that. And then they said, we're moving. 60 day notice. <laughs> One day. <laughs> so, so they gave us two options. They said, we might rent another warehouse. You guys can come with us, you know, because they were going to go toward Vista. Or you guys can talk to the owner and uh, see he will lease it to you guys. So, so taking over this whole, whole so for those of you that don't know, there's like one of the main streets here in the village, you have a storefront, but then it goes deep behind where there's all this other space. I mean, I yeah. don't know what the square footage is. It's like 3,500 total. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then next door, you've got the big barn. Yeah, which, the barn. Which you originally, 
inquired about a is, now, is now a piece of, of so now what you're doing. From Everbottle, it became like now there's a barber shop and now there's an eco-friendly and local gift shop in here where we carry art and things handmade by local artisans and there's, there's a pottery shop, the wood shop, bicycle shop, filmmaking, surf shop. So it just grew into, like I said, the expansion of others. It just became one huge and all of Dang. that supports you guys financially because now it's a uh, you're not carrying the whole thing. That because that was a scary thing again, you know, like how the the rent keep going up and up fast, and we're like, okay, now we're gonna go into this first. Let's let's see if the owner wants to rent to us, you know, so we can stay here, uh, and then let's see how we're gonna afford this to make it what we want it to be, you know, because we have to find the people, but in the meantime, we have to pay rent. Yeah, so, how are you making the money work? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, that question. I don't know. That's no the plan. best answer. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, it's just it's just uh, you know, when when you need it one way or the other, it's just it just works, you know? It's like you to, yeah. you put it out there and it'll come when you need it and what you need, you know? So just like, kind of harness that bravery to like take the leap and go for it and really really for us is being especially for me trusting that by always giving your best, you're gonna get that 10 times folded to you, you know? So every day, whether you got the money or don't have the money, give your best, give your love, give your heart because it comes back. So we we took over the whole building. We put out an ad on Craigslist by then looking for people and we got a ton of emails, a ton of emails looking for people looking for share space because they you know we, we in the ad we say you're ready to get out of the garage or the living room because that was our situation you, know? <laughs> uh, you can speak to that firsthand and, and you yeah. before you take that jump and rent a store or rent a, a shop or a warehouse and you want to try it in a smaller version you know come and talk to us because uh we we want to have you here so we got a bunch of emails from anywhere from del mar to san clemente people just sending emails and we started interviewing people and we picked four and those four stayed with us for at least three years with uh, the first one to to leave and in a good way because they got bigger was steady state roasting oh right, right yeah right we yeah. first visited yes. steady state here he used to roast roast here then he had the coffee cart then he turned to uh he had three employees and him working over there there was people lines coming out of the door so and they only have like what like 250 square feet 200 Square it feet. was tiny. There was yeah. like a couple bars. Still, there was something. No bathroom. It like, wasn't like was hang something. out. It was like get your coffee and kind of like. Yeah, there was no room to hang out. There was, you know, but the main door right there. So, you know, they grew up and they got bigger. They're down the street. We, you know, we did some work for them and good. Elliot over there is great. And uh, so then we expanded a little more. Then with the, with all the events and the people that come over here, a lot of people have hey. I've been thinking of making this or getting into that. So like, yeah, try it. We have an event coming up. Why don't you come and put a little booth there and see how it goes, you know? And a lot of those people, now they have either good hobbies that are giving them some income or they have established companies that are working for them. And that's the main source of income. So so we look, people say it's like an incubator for business. I was just going to say you're like a launching pad for abundance. And there's a lot. You, there's a lot you need to. We're not like business people, but we have learned a lot of little things, you know, on the on on the way from a market to to running a place. And 
sometimes people don't don't know. They come over here, it's like, hey, I make this and uh, I want to sell it, you know, in the stores and all that. It's like, okay, what's your wholesale price? They're like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, I mean, you tell me it costs $10, but that if somebody's going to buy 20 of them, you need to give them a better price, you know, so they can make some money on top of that. Oh, I didn't think about that. It's like, okay, what's your, you know, do you have business cards? Like, uh, no. What do you call it? It's like, I don't have a name for it yet. You know, so all those things, you know, that, that you think is, is, you don't even have to think about it. But when you have passion for something you, you make, you only think about what you make. You're not thinking about everything that goes behind it to make it happen. So we try to help people with that and, and, and giving little tips. And, and sometimes we learn more things from what they're doing too. So so it's, it's, it's good. That's that's the part that we love. And and yeah, we now expanded to two buildings. And uh, uh, the second building is, uh, we got a lot of help from a landlord and uh, you know, we manage it and, and they've been really good with us and working with our dreams and, you know, allowing us to to transform this place into what the it is now. The vision that we have. They've so really yeah. been so supportive of that. Yeah, what are your dreams? As we, as we start to come to the end of this conversation, which I'm sure can go forever, what are your dreams? I want this to keep going, to, to be uh, contagious. We want more people to do this. You know, like, like if somebody wants to get a little space and divide it or they want to make the whatever they want to make we want to make the space available for them to try it we want to make the space available to come and and think about it to ask questions to whatever i want to i want to be able to do this and if we could do this even in another location which we don't even thinking about it but it'd be great to reach out in a way you know like 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 having even if it's not the other location let's say it's not our place but if we can work with them and be like hey go to there work with them you can come over here, work with us, you know, keep it going. I don't know, like a big community. Keep it in flow. Keep yeah, us, but keep it in circulation. It'd be great that places like this will get bigger to a, to a point that they will connect. You know what I mean? Like when it ripples, you throw two, two rocks in the water and, and the ripples touch. If that happens, that would be great. Uh, but what do you think? That one of my biggest dreams in life, because I live it with myself, and like you said at the beginning, we're living it. Yeah. Right? Is is for our community, for the whole world. I just start really small. I'm really happy if it's just our communities or little communities around the world to really follow their purpose and to really follow their heart and go after what they want and to know, like, not wait for for the right moment. There's never really a right moment more than the now. And my dream is always to see myself, Rusty, you, everybody thrive to a higher versions of themselves. That's always a dream, always, because I believe we can create a world like that. And I believe we have the tools and we have the power and the wisdom and the insight to do it all from our core and our hearts. But there's so much things that get in the way, very like lots of political things, lots of belief systems that that just keep you in this this hole in this cave. So it is just a dream of coming out of the caves and, and shining yeah. our hearts and our purpose and our our light and, and knowing that we have the power to create our dreams now. Like now. We have that power. It's not about like sitting here and like, I want to manifest this. And then just keep just sitting do there. Do something. <laughs> uh, no. Go out there. 
and and start by one little thing ask every little thing and ask for help and connect and just be vulnerable and share and could people ask for your help oh yeah if they reached out to you oh yeah yes, yes. If we can help we'll help we'll help absolutely if in every possible way that we can so how can they follow you and get a hold of you um they can the best way to really keep in the loop with us will be through our instagram ever bottle and then EV, ev evr bottle evr bottle and we have a website as well but the most updated things right now are happening really like we upload them on instagram and we have an event coming up next friday and it's going to be another arepa gathering there'll be music and you have a chance to come see the community come see the space come meet people and share what you are what you do and try what we're cooking for the community too and because we, we're making this delicious venezuelan meals for everybody vegan gluten-free vegetarian and we're just stoked and actually nomad eats is also helping us with this a little bit oh wonderful so that's when yes. when that's when i think rusty was saying like when the two ripples touch we've done that with so many local companies so it's just and, and the other thing i like too is like people that come through our lives here and then they move away or whatever then we do road trips and we get to meet them and see what they're doing now so you know because like california is really good but it's not at least southern california is not super small business friendly you know it's hard to get your business going there's a lot of you know taxes are high everything so a lot of people get pushed out and they move to a different states to make their dreams come true. And that's totally fine. So when they're out there, you know, you, you keep touching social media and stuff. But then when you go and actually see what they're doing, you're like, wow. You know, remember when we were talking about this and now look at this, you know. So so I, I like to believe that it's happening. We just need more people to take that little step. I mean, you guys with the podcast right now, it's like this. I didn't know it was since 2016. And that's great. And this is gonna help more people be like, if they're doubting themselves in any of these topics, they'll be like, you know what? There's more people out there doing this and taking chances. And just go ahead out and do it and- Walk it and do just, it. Yeah, just, just get out there, show up. <laughs> it'll, it'll, show up, mistakes, no mistakes, show up. It'll work, it'll work. If it doesn't work, just get up and try, you know, modify it or different or whatever. It's like, just just do something. It, it always works. Yes. Even if it doesn't work, it's always working to to elevate you. Yeah. And yes, we always want bottles. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you guys got unique bottles and we are looking bottles or okay. nice, nice labels or whatever. We always Why the want hell those. aren't we bringing our bottles down here? I know. All right. Because we're using See, them for I, jars. Because we're, yeah, cause we're using them <laughs> to <good>. store food. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Gabby, Rusty, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing um, so beautifully. And there's the, the village charm right there, the oh, train. Yeah. Choo-choo. Um, Tag along. And we look Come forward on. to collaborating with you guys in the future and Perfect. sharing our community with your community and letting those ripples come together. Perfect. Thanks for Thank having us. Thank you for having us. This is amazing. You guys are amazing. And you guys are an inspiration to all of us. Mm -hmm. From across the street to everywhere that you go running in those <laughs> amazing mountains. <laughs> everywhere. You guys are Just such good. a solid inspiration to us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Sweet.